Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, listeners, and thank you so much for joining us tonight on Be Free Ministries NC Live. It is always a joy to come into your home, to come into your car, to come into your office, to share the word of the Lord with you. So I have gone back to having a 30-minute show, and so I'm going to go ahead and get started with the teaching tonight. Let me pray. Father God, thank you for this day. Lord God, we thank you for your goodness in this day. God, thank you that we were able to accomplish things at work. Father God, for those of us who are out for the summer, thank you that we had time to rest and be refreshed and rejuvenated. Lord God, we thank you for how you were with us all day today, God. And we thank you for spending this time right now with you to take of your word, to hear what you have to say, and to apply the word that you have for us on tonight. God, we love you. God, we bless you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So last week, God gave me a, the topic, Be Free in Jesus' Name. It kind of came out of nowhere, but I loved it because our ministry is Be Free Ministries. And so I feel like the Lord is setting us on a journey of being free. Tonight is Be Blessed. Last um, week, God gave me Be Ready. So I'm going to be teaching on Be Ready eventually. And so we are going to just receive all that the Lord has us in this Be you know, whatever uh, word he decides to give us for that week, we're just going to receive all the word, all of the word and peace and joy and healing and deliverance that the Lord wants to pour out into us. Amen. Amen. And so what uh, God gave me is acrostic. So acrostic is A-C-R-O-S-T-I-C. So it's when you take a word or a phrase and you put another word in it that describes whatever that word or phrase is. For example, my name is Stephanie. So I would take, you know, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E and put a word there that that describes who I am. Like my word, my S would be sophisticated, my T, tenacious, my E, ever ready, my P, powerful, and so on. So that is what God gave me for the, uh, um, for the phrase, be blessed. It is a acrostic. An acrostic is a poem of sorts that describes the person or the object or the thing that you um, are wanting people to know about it that you're trying to describe. So that's what our be blessed in is in. So let me dive right in. So the first B, and you know what, it's going to get tough <laughs> trying to get all these Bs and Es. And I was like, okay, God, you're going to have to take me where you want us to go so I can find some words that describe um, for each acrostic he gives me every week, and he's going to do it. So our B for um, our B and B is bright. So dictionary.com is my go-to reference when I want to know definitions or be reminded of definitions. And it says bright is brilliant, quick-witted, intelligent, clever. So God is calling for us to be bright to be intelligent, to be clever in his word. You know, as sons and daughters of God, we have got to study the word of God. We've got to know the word of God. We must know what God's word says about us, about this world, about our healing, about our deliverance, about our destiny, about everything as it pertains to life on this earth. We need to know it. 
and it is found in the word of God. So we need to be brilliant and intelligent, intelligent, knowledgeable in the word. How do we do that? Studying God's word. It is imperative that we as sons and daughters of God study our word every single day. Now, I know if you have family or if you work, you know, full-time and part-time or if you go to school, you know, work full-time, go to school part-time, I know sometimes it is hard to get in the word, you know, to get in, in, in prayer, to study the word. But we have to carve out time in our day to study God's word, even if it's a verse. Like I will go to my verse of the day um, in my Bible app. So even if it's the verse of the day, that's okay. Hopefully, the, you know, the next day you can get a couple of more verses in, the next day you can get a chapter in. But however you carve out that time, we must study the word of God so we'll know the word of God, so we'll know who God is and who we are in him. God is his word and the word is God. So we must be intelligent, brilliant, bright in the word of God. Hosea 4 and 6, I've been in Hosea for a couple, for maybe two or three weeks, so I haven't gotten to chapter 4 yet, but Hosea 4 and 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject the and it goes on and on. But we are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. If we don't know how to fight the enemy through the word of God, how are we going to be victorious over him? If we don't know how to take on our weapons of warfare, if we don't know how to use the armor of God to fight, how are we going to fight against the enemy? He's going to defeat us every time. But when we get in the word of God and study the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit and the word of God and, and, and in Second Corinthians about the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to God to the pulling down of strongholds. When we get in God's word and have that knowledge, have that, that, that intelligence, then we'll be able to live the life that Jesus promised that we would live. But we've got to know who God said or what God says about us and who God calls us. You know, he calls us a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen generation, a peculiar people. We wouldn't know that if we're not in the word. So we need to be bright in the word of God. Amen. Have that knowledge so that when the enemy comes, we will know how to fight against him. When when um, others come to try to deter us from the destiny that God has set in place for us, we'll know, oh, no, I've got the word. <laughs> I've got the word of God, and there's nothing you can do to turn me back or to get me off course. So we've got to get in the word of God. Amen. Amen. Let's go on to our E. E is easygoing. Like, I really like that God said easygoing. So dictionary.com says easygoing is calm, unworried relaxed. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 in the New Living Translation. We can remain calm. We can be relaxed and unworried when we trust in God, but we have to, must put our trust in God, put us in God. When we have full attention, our full being, our emotions, our thought life, all of us centered on trusting in God, even when storms rage, even when tsunamis come, even when disaster hits, we have a blessed assurance, we have a peace, 
that God is in control and that everything is working out for our good and we can remain in that peaceful, unworried, easygoing state. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's get on into our blessed be beautiful. God wants us to be beautiful inside and out. Did you hear what I said? God wants us to be beautiful inside and out. And the type of beauty that I'm talking about and that the Holy Ghost is referring to is having a pleasant disposition. There is nothing wrong with you smiling to your neighbor uh, out, you know, out in the parking lot or out in your neighborhood. There's nothing wrong with smiling and waving to them. Like we in the country, we waved everybody going by, we threw up our hand and waved to them. That was just part of the country life, part of being a, a community, right? Part of being a, a member of the neighborhood, a citizen in our world. We just throw up our hands to them. And so God is calling for us to have a pleasant disposition. God wants us to be to be kind to people, to smile to people, to show forth love them. That's a part of us being beautiful. We should show forth the beauty of God. God is a beautiful God. His heart is pure and holy. He has our best interests at heart, and that's what God is calling for us to do with our sisters and brothers, even for people we don't know. He wants us to be a, have a pleasant disposition. Now, nobody wants to serve a God, the God of a person who is sour-faced, mean, uh, nasty looking. Nobody wants to serve your God. But if you are beautiful, if you're showing forth the radiance of God, the beauty of God, the pleasantness of God, then people will want to get to know not only you, but know the God that you are serving. Amen. So be beautiful both inside and out. Have a beautiful heart. Like I said, be nice to people. To people. Be kind to them. Show forth the love of God to everyone you meet. Amen. Amen. So, L in our blessed is laugh. Like, I loved when God gave me laugh. Proverbs 17 and 22 is a verse that I repeat very often. A merry heart, say it with me, doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Ain't nothing wrong with laughing, laughing, laughing. Laughter brings healing to the soul. I'm telling you, we in the classroom, I work with two instructional assistants. We are laughing all the time. We laugh at the kids. We laugh at each other. We just laugh sometimes about what's going on in the world. Not that things, you know, some things are just funny that go on in the world today. Not the real issues. I'm just saying there's just stuff that goes on in our world that's really funny. And so we are laughing like all the time in my classroom. Like we laugh sometimes so loud. I'm just like, we're going to disturb the classrooms beside us. But we love that, that to keep an atmosphere of joy and an atmosphere of, of laughter in our classroom. And it's gotten so that now the kids laugh with us. Oh my goodness, it is so funny when we start laughing and the kids like they go over like belly over laughing and then that makes us laugh harder which makes the kids laugh harder and it is just crazy it is just ridiculous but it's so much 
fun. So God wants us to have a merry heart. It is healing like medicine. There's no need for us to hold on to turmoil or hold on to the things of our past or hold on to brokenness, which is like dry bones. We need to laugh. Hallelujah. So God wants us to laugh. He wants us to enjoy ourselves. He wants us to have a merry heart because it doeth good like a medicine. And just as we talked about having that pleasantness um, for, for being beautiful, having that pleasant disposition, being able to smile at people, laughter helps you do that. It helps even other people get free. Amen. When we laugh, we can let you know help other people get free. Sometimes we think we take things so seriously. You know, I've learned not to take myself so seriously in some things. And it's okay for us not to take things seriously because when we have that pleasant and lightness about us, it gives those around us that freedom to have pleasantness and lightness about them. So laugh, laugh, laugh in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So our E is excellent. Oh, my goodness. God wants us to do everything in a spirit excellence. So when I looked up dictionary.com, excellence means possessing outstanding quality or superior merit or being remarkably good. (laughs) It is okay for us to be good at some things, right? So I am good at organization. Like, nobody can beat me in organizing. Like, I can come in your house. I can organize your house. I can organize your closet. I can organize whatever, your kitchen, anything. Like, I am a good organizer, so much so that one of my parents, probably about six or seven years ago, said, you know what, you should be a professional organizer. Like, you should go around and organize people's closets. You can get paid for that. And I was just like, oh, I can. I thought about doing it, but I decided not to. But I'm good at organizing. And I'm good at at administration. Like, I'm good at at doing paperwork and keeping files good and, and keeping money pretty good. You know, I'm really good at that. That's the gifting that the Lord has given me. And I try to do it my best in a spirit of excellence. And it's okay for us to be remarkably good, for us to be outstanding, for us to be excellent in everything that we do. Not that everything we do is perfect, but we are doing it with superiority. We're doing it remarkably good. Not that we're trying to, you know, I just want to clarify, being superior in an area is okay. It's not like you're being prideful or you're being arrogant. It's just acknowledging that you that this is a gifting that God has given me. This is a talent that God has given me, and I'm going to use it. I'm going to work it. I'm going to going to go forth in it in a spirit of excellence because I'm doing all to what honor God. I'm doing all to glorify. God. So whether it's thinking, I'm going to do it in the spirit of excellence. Whether it's organizing, I'm going to do it in the spirit of excellence. Whether it's writing, I'm going to do it in the spirit of excellence. If I'm teaching, I'm going to do it in the spirit of excellence. If I'm out about on my job, uh, whatever that is, retail, food service, lawyer, doctor, whatever area um, that you are in in your profession, doing it with the spirit of excellence. Because no matter where we're working, whether we're working in the church, whether we're working in our community organizations, whether we're working on our job, we need to do all. God is calling for us to do all in a spirit of excellence, being remarkably good at that thing. And then, um, yes, I didn't have a scripture for that one, and that's okay. We It's okay. We need to be excellent, having an outstanding quality or superior merit. And let me tell you something. Sometimes when we do things 
um, in a spirit of excellence, we're bringing it unto the Lord. God will open doors for us to receive promotion. God will open doors for us to receive elevation, whether that's on our professional job, whether that's in our local ministry. God will open doors for us when we operate in that in that remarkably good uh, or in that superior or quality state. God will honor that and reward us accordingly. Amen. Amen. And so I'm going to push pause for just a second. I want to go back up to beautiful because I didn't read the scripture. Galatians 6, 22. Y'all know the fruit of the Spirit. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things that's uh, in the new living translation so there there you are being beautiful inside and out the fruit of the spirit kindness goodness gentleness all of that amen amen so let's move on to our s so god gave me seeing for the first s in blessed so colossians 3 and 16 says and i'm going to read it in the new living translation let the message about christ and all its richness Fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Now, I read the scripture. Like, I really love this scripture. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And Psalm 101 also says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land, right? So God desires for us to sing. God sings over us. Uh, I don't know where that scripture is, but I'm going to have to find it and give it to you next week. But God sings over us, and God is encouraging us to sing to him in our prayer time, in our study time, in our worship time, to sing unto him. Sometimes God will bubble up songs within our spirit that he wants us to release just to him, just to increase the intimacy that we have for him, to strengthen the relationship that we have with him. So God is encouraging us to sing. Doesn't matter if you if you sing well or if you sing not so well. Doesn't mean it doesn't matter if you can carry a tune or, or you can't carry a tune. <laughs> Let your joyful voice be unto the Lord. It may not be joyful to your spouse. It may not be joyful to your kids. It may not be joyful to your coworkers or to your other family members. But I promise you, it will be joyful unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. So sing unto the Lord. The Bible even says, sing unto the Lord a new song. Amen. I'm telling you something. Singing will change your atmosphere. If you are sad or if the enemy has just tried to use your coworkers or your boss or your family against you, when you begin to release a song into the atmosphere, it will change your atmosphere, and it will change you in the midst of changing your atmosphere. Sometimes singing changes people. Sometimes you may not have a, a, a word to release to people, but if you sing to them a, 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 a hymn, a spiritual song, which is a prophetic song, or one of the psalms in the book of Psalms, then it will release whatever God wants to release, healing, deliverance, peace, joy, revival, whatever it is God wants to release when you sing, when you release that word through song, it will change the atmosphere and it will change people. So sing. Amen. So the second S in blessed is sacred. Oh my goodness. Of course, when I thought about sacred, I thought about holiness, holiness without which no man will see the Lord. We must be holy. Amen. And so um, dictionary.com says uh, sacred is made 
or declared to be holy, yes, devoted to a deity, which our deity is God, or some religious ceremony or use. For example, when God gave Moses um, directions to build the temple and what um, what uh, tools would be in the temple, like the candlesticks. Of course, the Ark of the Covenant was there, the attire that the priests would wear. It was very specific because those things were used for ceremonial purposes, to worship the Lord as the people gathered together. And so those items were to be sacred. They were to be holy before the Lord, without spot or blemish before the Lord. And so we, as children of God, as vessels of God, we are to be sacred. We are to be holy. We have been set aside with Jesus, whoever. Whatever he has called us to be, whatever he has called us to do, he has set us aside for that purpose. Amen. And so 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21 says, and I'm going to read verse 20 and then 21, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be, meaning the negative, being the evil, meaning sin, then he shall be a vessel unto honor, satisfied and neat for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. God desires us to be vessels of honor, vessels of gold, vessels of silver, vessels that he can use to carry his word and to fulfill his will. Amen. Amen. So we are to be sacred. We are to live our lives holy. We are to dress holy. We are to speak holiness. You know, words of, of holiness, cursing should not be coming out of our mouth because we are set apart as a vessel for God's use. So everything we do, everything we say, the way we do we conduct ourselves, the way we interact with people is to be sacred, is to be holy. Amen. Amen. And so the E in our blessed is excel. Oh, it was good when God gave everything is good that God gave me about but this is good. So dictionary.com says to surpass others or be superior in some respect or area. In other words, to do extremely well. This is very much like the bright that God gave us for B and the excellent that God gave us for E. And so God wants us to excel in him. Amen. He wants us to excel in him. It is okay for us to get all the education that we can possibly get, excel. It is okay for us to go far in our career all the way till we become the CEO. That's okay. It is wonderful for us to even be able to come off of our job and start our own business. Amen. So God wants us in this life that he has given us. He definitely wants us to excel in the things of him. But he also wants us to excel in life, in our profession. Um, the Bible says that, that God, that um, Jesus died, that we might have life. He came, that we might have life, died and rose again, that we might have life and have that life more abundantly. Part of that abundance is us excel. Like 
excelling in all that we do, being superior, doing extremely well in all that we do. Not that we get everything perfect, oh no, but we're doing very well in all that we do. Again, in our profession, in our spiritual life, in our relationships, doing well in all that we do. Amen. So we are to excel. And don't be ashamed to excel. Don't be ashamed or afraid of your intelligence. I know sometimes as women, you know, men are thought to be superior to us in every way, including in intelligence. But it is okay to show forth our intelligence. Amen. It's okay for us to have our bachelor's degree and our master's degree and our PhD, our doctorate. It's okay for us to excel in those ways. Even if we don't have a degree, it is wonderful to excel in the specific profession that God has called us to, supervisor, manager, like I said, CEO, COO, CFO. It's all right for us to excel as daughters of the king, as men, or excuse me, as sons of the king. So God wants us to do well in this life that he has given us. Amen. Amen. So uh, the last part of our acrostic is D for daring. So let me tell you something. I know that there are some people that do not like to try new things. And that's okay, but when you don't try new things, you miss out on things, right? I know some of my children at the school, they don't like to try new things. I, I try to introduce them to new foods. They don't want to try it. I'm just like, expand your mind, open up yourself to receive some new things. And even as adults, there's some things we don't want to try. You know, we don't want to try new foods or we don't want to have new experiences. But God is calling for us to be daring, to try some new things, to be adventurous, to be courageous, to be fearless, to be bold, to go into some new territory for him. Amen. He is calling for us to be daring. And you know what? Jonathan, the son of Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 14, I'm not going to read it because it's a lot, but he was daring when he went up to the Philistine camp. It was just, let me tell you, it was Jonathan and his armor bearer. It was two people. They left the camp. They left Saul and the rest of the army, left camp, went over to to defeat the Philistines, two people, to defeat a whole army. If, if that ain't bold and courageous, I'm telling you. So Jonathan in 1 Samuel chapter 14, him and his, his armor bearer went up. Now, his armor bearer was also courageous because armor bearer said, you know what, whatever you do, I'm, if you want to go, I'll go with you. That's all right now. <laughs> you can get somebody to be daring with you, like try your zip lining or your water, white water rafting or your bungee jumping or going on a cruise or going to another country, country, try to get a friend to go with you. But if you can't get anybody to go with you, just be daring in the Holy Ghost by yourself. Amen. Amen. So Jonathan was courageous, him and his armor bearer, and God gave them victory over 20 men. And then God confused, you know, confused uh, the Philistines and they started killing themselves. But them two were able to defeat 20 men. Oh, my gosh. So read First Samuel chapter 13 so you can read about Jonathan's courage, his, his braveness, his boldness, so that it will encourage you to be daring in the Lord. I think about Esther and how she, you know, during her time, the king had to hold his scepter out. 
to you in order for you to go before him. And, Lord, let me tell you, because of what was going on, read the book of Esther so you know what I'm talking about. But because the um, Haman was against Jews, which were Esther's people, he just, he just he wanted to kill all of the Jews, you know. And so Esther had put, God had put Esther in position for such a time as this so that she could be the one to lead her people into victory. So so she was the one to, to really save her people. And she had to go before the king to petition him. And she went boldly, like he didn't hold himself down to her, but she was walking towards the king. And he did eventually, you know, hold out his scepter to her. But she was a courageous woman, a courageous young woman. So there are stories throughout the Bible that encourage us to be daring, to try new things, to be bold, to be fearless, to be adventurous. Amen. Amen. So God wants us to be blessed. This is what we talked about tonight. Be blessed. And God gave me a word for every letter, bright, easygoing, beautiful, laugh, excellent, sing, sacred, excel, and daring. That is our word for tonight, God, thank you for your goodness tonight. God, let this word sink deep into our spirit, God. Let this word sink deep into our heart, Father God, and help us to be blessed, God. Help us to be bright, to be easygoing, to be beautiful, to laugh, to go forth in a spirit of excellence, to sing, to be sacred, to excel, and be daring. God, continue to minister this word to us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. If you want to know more about the ministry, visit us at BeFreeMinistriesNC.Weebly.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BeFreeMinistriesNC. Look, if nobody has told you that they love you today, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. So join us next week at 6 o'clock. This is Be Free Ministries signing off.